Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead. I'm a writer at MavsFanatic.com, and I am joined, as always, by my friend, Isaac Harris, the editor of Smoking Cuban. You didn't say two A's. You threw me off. So I, I, have, I have a question for you. you. You were mocking me that entire time I was doing that. <laughs> I have a question for you. Have Have you ever been inside of your house when, or has anyone ever tried to break into your place? Ooh, that's a good question. No, my like subconscious self while I'm sleeping feels like that's happened <laughs> because I've woken up in the middle of the night going, <gasps> but then it's just like nothing. It's like wind or something. So my wife and I moved into our new house outside of Dallas. And a long story short, it was like two o'clock in the morning. I was working on a piece. Haha. <laughs> my wife is sitting on the couch about to fall asleep. And we heard this like crazy scratching at our door and it was at our front door. My wife starts instantly crying goes behind the couch like I, we just know somebody's breaking in i run and get my gun and i run to the front door and no one's there and i hit the door and i'm like let's go like i'm ready i'm like holy crap I'm wait, wait you said let's go no no I, just, <laughs> I, I, I banged the door i hit the door and my wife makes fun of me now because i said i have a gun like i just i just yelled it out i look out the window it's a freaking raccoon man <laughs> A raccoon was scratching at my door. So now my wife, she just laughs all the time. And she's like, you told a raccoon you have a gun. <laughs> Did it seem threatened by you? No. He was no. like, he was just like climbing on our door. Like we have this like pineapple, I don't know, some stuff that oh, women yeah. like. Yeah, we... <laughs> but yeah, he was like climbing on that. And it was just, my heart was beating. I'm like, crap, I'm going to shoot somebody in like my first week in this neighborhood. Well, there you go. And we know where you stand on the gun debate. So, <laughs> we Oh, I guess I, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> we got I am two. in Texas. We are in Texas. It's, I mean, you probably just gained more fans than you lost. So, <laughs> so all right. Today on the podcast, we are going to go through, you have five burning questions for me. I'm not sure oh, how, I do. I'm not sure how burning they are because I haven't read them or seen them. I'm really coming in cold to this podcast. I am not one that likes to come to things unprepared, so I'm a little nervous what these questions are going to be, but I feel like I have a good grasp of the Mavericks, so fire, yeah, away. They're not, fire away. They're, like a, they're opinionated questions, okay. so it's not they're not like right or wrong. Do you want to give an update on the mock, or do you want to do questions? Let's do, yeah, let's do the mock first. So the Locked On, the locked on Draft, which all the Locked On you know, hosts have been going through and picking – we're at uh, number seven right now. Minnesota is on the clock, and there's been a couple interesting picks. I think we're going to hold those off until to let you guys know what they are until we do this whole thing. We're going to record a little bit. Each you know each podcast is going to record an explanation of their pick and all this stuff. Uh, but on the board, there's so there's two teams ahead of Dallas right now that still haven't gone. Obviously, Minnesota and the Knicks. And there's 
four guys basically left. The four guys that we think are like in the top ten. And that's Tatum, which is interesting because I think of all the guys, I think he's the one that could fall. Then Monk, who's also kind of fallen because a lot of people think that, you know, we even said that he could possibly go to the the 76ers at three, and he's now at at least seven. Then uh, Frank Nielakina and Laurie Markkinen. So the Mavericks aren't going to go after Laurie Markkinen. Neither are we when our pick comes around. <laughs> yeah. Of the, I mean, of the three, Tatum is probably has the highest ceiling, right? I would guess so. I mean, him or Monk. Like, we're waiting on Minnesota to make their pick, and if they pick Markkinen, then we're locked in for Monk or Tatum. And Or Frank. I mean, you still, yeah, you still have Frank, but I like Frank a lot. But if you're at nine and you can get a talent like Monk or Tatum, at that point you just take him and say, we're going to make See it work. See what happens, yeah. Yeah. But the, the Tatum-Harrison-Barnes comparison, is it's strong. <laughs> like They are almost the same player to me. Yeah, for me, if Tatum, and I text you about this day, like if Tatum fell to nine and I'm Dallas, I'm saying I'm calling everybody after me. I'm calling Sacramento at 10, Charlotte at 11, Portland, Detroit. Portland would be interesting. Yeah, Portland I'm calling all these teams and saying, what do you want? Like, here's the bidding war. You're going to get Tatum at nine. You know, what can you offer me? I think we could get Portland to do something interesting there because. Hey, hey Portland, Tatum give us Portland. McCollum. They, but they, they, do they need another wing that can like score and not defend that well? <laughs> I would call Portland and I would say I will give you Tatum if you give us McCollum and we'll take back whatever big contract you want. That's two huge contracts. I don't even know if the Mavericks can do that. Yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. But getting CJ McCollum would be yeah. Because what awesome. if what if they're like you can take CJ McCollum? CJ McCollum's gonna have he's he's already signed this twenty million you know twenty three million dollar max isk max ish contract they're like take take crab and take cj mccollum all of a sudden the mavericks are taking 40 million dollars they're all of a sudden the highest payroll in the nba (laughs) true for cj mccollum barnes crab you know nerlands yeah nerlands so yeah that's where we are uh i think i think tatum should go to the knicks if if you know in this scenario and then i think minnesota i guess probably marketing if they're just going for fit if they want you know to go with just straight up best available tatum but then you have tatum and wiggins which are, are very similar as well yeah i don't know how that would work because tatum needs the ball a lot yeah and if if new york's getting rid of mellow then tatum would work fine or monk yeah and i mean even if even if they think that tatum's going to be good and like two years and <laughs> mellow's gonna be that much older than you know like he, he'll probably be on his way out anyway so yeah that's true yeah and then then they've been linked to frank every once in a while there's also uh we also you should note that dennis smith is not available so that's a little teaser for you that oh yeah he, he got taken in the top the top six um by a team so that's kind of interesting also kinda new, surprising also news with dennis smith today is that um he was supposed to work out with the new york knicks and he is in New York, and he ended up meeting with Phil Jackson, having dinner, I believe, with Phil Jackson. I'm not sure. We're, it's unclear what they ate, but they they had dinner together. They had a meeting. Or it's unclear if they ate. They, they had a dinner, and uh, he did. He ended up not working out for them. So, I mean, we were talking about this, and I think it's a little bit similar to what happened two years ago, right? Yeah, because Porzingis had a – a workout schedule just like that and then he had like a air quote injury or yeah. illness 
or whatever it was. But he still met with Phil and the company. I'm pretty sure. I'm not plugged into the. So New York thing. I mean, if this is sort of the same thing that's happening, they might go Dennis Smith if he falls to him. So that yeah, could, that could be good for you, Frank Nilakina fans. For you, Dennis Smith fans, that's not good because he has been taken in a mock draft by by guys that know their team really well. He's been taken in the top six, and then the Knicks are also linked to him. So if you're a Dennis Smith fan, you should feel uneasy right now. All right, hit me with your burning question. Number one. All right, first burning question. And they're really not burning, but they're just completely random. If they were burning, it would burn that notebook that you wrote them on. It would just burn it (laughs) off. So, and they're all opinionated. Who's your favorite Maverick to talk to this year, this past season? Interesting. My favorite. I like talking to Dorian Finney-Smith. I had a good interaction with Dorian Finney-Smith one time, and he's, he's, to me, and this is, I think he would admit this. He's probably the the least well spoken <laughs> Maverick. Like when he does yeah. interviews, he just seems always really nervous. He does those pregame things with Earl, where he's on the you know he's on the big screen and he's like just says like you know kind of random stuff. Sometimes it's not even like associated with the question, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, he had this little trophy in his hand and I recognized it for some reason, like this little looking like participation type trophy. And I was like, what is that? Like he picked it up when he was about to leave. And I was like, like, what is that? He goes, Oh, I won wedgie of the year. And I was like, (gasps) and it was from the starters. And so then the starty awards were like two months later, like a, like a while later, maybe a month, but like a while later. And I was watching it and I was like, Oh, I know who's going to win this <laughs> because they have, they like they they give them the little award and then they tape like a you know thank you so much for giving this to me and sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's self-deprecating and sometimes it's you know like who are you guys and why did you give me this <laughs> yeah so but yeah his given getting the starty wedgie of the year and I have a friend that's a huge starters fan Andrew Barons and uh he, I texted him that night I was like wedgie of the year Dorian Finney-Smith he showed it to me tonight he was like no <laughs> it was really funny. So is that like, call Vegas and put your bets down because this is who's going to win this one. <laughs> also, AJ, Ham- the younger guys are always more fun to talk about. They're less polished. Um, but AJ Hammonds was interesting to talk about because he's always in there. He's always in the, the locker room, and so you just walk over and you just kind of saunter over there and see what's going on. So he played a little bit in this game. I can't remember what game it was. It was towards the end of the year. Like the Mavericks only had ten games left or so, and. I go over to AJ Hammonds. I was like, yeah, you know, got some playing time tonight. How to feel, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, good. First time I played with Dirk. I was like, what? We're t- we have, we've played <laughs> we're in, 70 games and you haven't played. We're in with- April. <laughs> like, we haven't, you haven't played with Dirk Nowitzki yet? So that was, that was a funny thing that he's, he told me too. But, yeah, I like talking to those young guys. It's, that's fun. Yeah, like, except, you know, Dwight Powell is, like, super young, but I feel like he barely talked to us. Anybody. I feel like we didn't want to talk to him. Yeah, I mean, we, had, no. there's never like a media scrum around him. <laughs> he never had a breakout break game. <laughs> Stop. That's me. We have to see these people in person. <laughs> Maybe not Dwight. Oh, okay, all right. After, all after right. this summer. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I'd say Dorian Finney Smith because of the starters moment. That was also one time, I know I'm just going to keep going, but one time in a media scrum, Dorian Finney Smith said about Nerlens Noel, he gets a lot of hands on balls. <laughs> and then he chuckled to himself and he just like stopped and was like <laughs> like giggled to himself <laughs> because he realized what he had just said we should do a pod to where we just share stories the whole time that's like probably all of mine no i'm just kidding There's no it would be so fun salah salah is always fun and i had a, a weird moment with darren williams when i asked him about trade rumors and he just stared me down and all that crap but all right we'll do that a different time <laughs> 
You scared Number two. Him, you scared him out of scoring at all in the finals. So just... <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy hadn't hit a shot yet. Uh, number two. Oh, I'm if sorry. It, there was this there's this meme going around today of all the Mav the former Mavericks players and like former Mavs players are showing up big in the finals and it had Zaza stats and it had Darren Williams stats and it had JaVale and Richard Jefferson. It was like they've scored like a combined like ten points. <laughs> it was just not good. It was more than that, but So if if a genie if the genie from Aladdin I get three wishes. Came, came down well you only get one this time Damn, cheap genie. <laughs> and he said and he asked you, <laughs> you get a three wish genie <laughs> of any former maverick that has ever played for the mavericks you could pick one of those guys to play their whole career as a dallas maverick who would it be interesting this so, that's a tough question so like I'll, I'll just go through some names that just come to mind i mean obviously steve nash yeah, that one that's a that's just a big one for like basketball reasons, you know. <laughs> yeah, like if what if Steve Nash played his whole career? That's I mean, that's always been a Maverick discussion. All right, I have an answer. You're going to say something super random, ain't you? <laughs> Dennis Rodman. <laughs> because if Dennis Rodman was a Maverick, his jersey would be retired. It would be amazing. There would be so many stories when Cuban took over the team, it would be like Oh my, gosh. oh my gosh, just what things would come out of that partnership. Him and Dirk are literally the most diametrically opposed personalities, individuals that have ever existed, but I feel like somehow they would be best friends. <laughs> yeah, somehow that they would work. Yeah, there'd be, be, and I'm probably forgetting about a story or something, because he did play for the Mavericks, but only for 12 games his last season. <laughs> so, But yeah, his last season, he averaged 14 rebounds, four offensive rebounds. What a Wow. He was 38 years old. That's a gift. Rob, Robin's last year? That's a gift. Yeah, his last year. 14 wow. rebounds. Who was it with? Dallas. With the Mavericks. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. His last one. Okay. That's crazy. Dang. We forget about him. He averaged almost 19 rebounds in a season. Yeah, he was a monster. Gosh. That's a – I mean, nobody does that. You know, he was never an all-star during uh, the Chicago championship year. Yeah, twice with Detroit. I'm looking at it right now. I won't pretend like I know that. I will tell you. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I would say Nash. I mean, you could talk about Jason Kidd. Yeah, that'd be I'm interesting. To, but he did enough. To... Like, <laughs> he did well, enough yeah. for us that he's going to get his name in the in the rafters. So, we'll see. Listen, maybe. All right, moving on. Number three. Who's your favorite non-Dirk Maverick on the 2011 championship team? Matrix. Sean Marion. Shot, I love his weirdo shot. I love just the defensive. He was the Draymond Green before Draymond Green. That's that's actually kind of true. Like yeah. the defensive guy, and yeah, him him guarding LeBron in that finals, so yeah. fun. Oh man, just yeah, Sean Marion. I cause I you know I like defense. Can you take a guess on who mine would be? Is it Deshaun Stevenson? Please tell me it's Deshaun oh, Stevenson. Yes, it is, Mike. <laughs> yes. I love that man. Deshaun Stevenson. That's what that's why I said like when we were thinking about getting a dog, and if we got a boy, I tell my wife, I want to name it Deshaun. And I even put it like a Twitter poll on it and nah. <laughs> I didn't win that battle. Dang. All right, yeah, Deshaun Stevenson, especially because of his shirt about LeBron. Yes. Um How's my Dirk taste? That was awesome. All right. Number four. This is kind of more serious what we've kind of been talking about. 
if Dennis Smith Jr., Frank Nelikina, and Jonathan Isaac is on the board at number nine, who are you taking? I think I, I'm, I've been leaning really – I've been leaning towards Frank Nelikina a lot recently. And you know like, how the, the time between the lottery and the draft is just like you lean one way or the other. Like one no. week you go Dennis Smith, and the next week you go Frank, and the next week you go like – I think when it comes to draft week, you just have to look back and say, where did I swing the most towards? Yeah. yeah like, am I missing, am I like talking myself out of somebody that I shouldn't, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think Frank's the one, like we, we were just talking about how you want a guy that is going to have the, the physical tools to be great. And then the work ethic to make that happen. And sometimes you get a guy like, uh, you know, you get a guy that isn't going to do that, like Hashim Thabit. <laughs> you get a guy that, like, he has all the physical tools to be, like, an amazing defensive center and ends up not being one. You get, like, you know, but sometimes you get, like, a Paul George who has all the physical tools, went 10th, and then all of a sudden becomes an all-star, not all-NBA this year, <laughs> but all-NBA, you know, other years. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I go Frank. I think he has the, the highest probably upside or potential of those those you can talk me into jonathan isaac but dennis smith i'm just really opposed to right now because of the physical tools and he relies on athleticism and the defense i'm just not sure if i'm we there's no way for us to tell we'll talk about this when we do the the you know the deep dive into him but yeah there's no way to tell if he's like good defensively (laughs) you know like he just didn't really show it in college yeah that's if you are a diehard Dennis Smith fan, you're probably not going to be as excited on Monday. <laughs> I mean, we don't like dislike him. If if Dallas comes away with him, I'm going to be like, man, this is exciting. But I'm not going to be like super thrilled. If that if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, me either. Um, I think it's an acceptable okay. choice, though. I wouldn't be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If the Mavericks take this guy. I'm I'm out. Like if they took Zach Collins, I'd be pissed. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that would be one that I'd be like, no. Or if they went Laurie Markin, I'd be like, how dare you defy Dirk Nowitzki? Like, how dare you make him look like a fool on 105.3 The Fan? How dare you? <laughs> well, this is kind of uh, – it goes with this. One. I call it my 4B question because okay, so it kind it of partners with, with this one. Out of the top 10 prospects, who would you be the most disappointed if Dallas drafted? That you would come away and you'd be like, dang, man, we missed uh, out. So if we just go top 10, like we literally just talked about it, is that – Probably Markinen, I'd be the most disappointed about. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he like. I don't necessarily think he's the worst. <laughs> I, yeah, that, I guess no, maybe because there's just it's it it is like, you know, nine deep, ten deep draft. Who are you the least excited about? I guess if out of those ten prospects, Markinen being the tenth one. Okay, the one that we talked about earlier is Tatum. If they take Tatum, I'd be like, ah, we just got like. Now we have two Harrison Barnes. <laughs> like, what are we gonna? Yeah. What are we gonna do with that? So I'd be kind of not as excited about that, but I'd also think that there would be another move coming somewhere. And I'd also, True. and I'd also think that the Mavericks, not that they have been great at drafting, but they would have at least thought about and you know talked to Rick Carlisle about how can these get two guys play together because they're gonna have to. Like, they're thinking about the future of this franchise. They're thinking about long term, and because their their focus has shifted, they're not even necessarily thinking about now. They're thinking about long term. They're like, okay, well, we can see Tatum and Harrison Barnes playing together like this. Yeah. What's crazy is Tatum and Monk, either one of them could go number three to Philly, or they could drop to nine or ten. 
It's crazy. And it never ends up that way either. There's there's always like some somebody that flies in. Like remember we like D'Angelo Russell almost like we thought he was gonna drop and then all of a sudden he goes two <laughs> to the Lakers. Like because the Lakers were always linked to Jaleel Okafor like over and over and over again and then it just cool. didn't happen. That guy. Alright, last one. Lakers fans are so happy that day. <laughs> they should be happy this day too. I bet especially since they're being linked to LeBron freaking James right now. Again, how many times has that happened in his career? Like four. This is like the fourth time that LeBron has been linked to the Lakers. Le- LeBron is never going to go to the Lakers. I don't think so either. He, he goes not Clippers even if Paul George Lakers. goes there. No, he would go to he would go to the Clippers to join Chris Paul and Dwayne Wade on a discount. Yeah, he would want to put the Super Friends together. Yeah, the Super Friends, the Avengers. Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, Carmelo, LeBron. They could pull it off. That's not that's not even better than the Warriors. No, I mean, <laughs> right? Is that nuts? <laughs> sign and trade Blake for Melo, Wade and LeBron come on discounts. Chris Paul takes the discount. Maybe have you probably have to trade DeAndre. Unless if, unless the <laughs> Super Friends are like, this is what we want to do. They've all made so much money, but yeah, that doesn't mean they they obviously don't want to make more. But, but and then if the they, Warriors, like, if they the Warriors just put them out. Do that, they could they could. <laughs> Uh, Golden State puts them out and it'd be funny. Yeah, I, gosh. I thought about this before, but if DeAndre Jordan could come to Dallas in a trade, would would Dallas do it? Not now, no. I think Nerlens Noel is going to be better than DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, I could see that. I'm not. I you was, could see I'm that, or like, you think that's going to happen? My only thing with Ner- in today's game. Yeah, I could see it. My only thing with Nerlens is he just doesn't have the like just the muscle, and you know he but, can he can get like if LeBron comes in and pushes Nerlens like Nerlens is going like the third row, you know he can't push DeAndre like that, and DeAndre's just just as athletic as true. he just can't shoot worth the crap. But you can at least trust Nerlens Noel to make over fifty percent of his free throws. Yeah, and <laughs> I think and I think Nerlens. How about over forty <laughs> percent? Over forty. <laughs> I think Nerlens could guard on the perimeter a little bit better too, on like switching on pick and rolls. Yes, for sure. Which DeAndre's not horrible. But okay, fifth question. This is just kind of a wild card. Okay. If you had to get rid of one, you had to. Rick, Cuban, or Donnie? Wow. <laughs> Donnie is the 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 answer that I feel like most Mavericks fans would pick. I would also pick that. Um, yeah, because, I mean, th- this, I've been thinking about this about Rick Carlisle. Okay, love Rick Carlisle. think he's probably the third best coach in the NBA. Maybe second. Third? Who's pro- two? Probably second best coach. Well, you put Brad Stevens somewhere up there. What he did with those guys this year is just okay. crazy. So, I mean, he's up there. Yeah. And also, Eric Spolstra, what he did with the Heat this year – might be is, that's more impressive than what Brad Stevens did with the the Celtics. Like, man, that was a job right there that he did with random guys. Like, he went, you know, almost went to the playoffs after being as, basically as bad as the Mavericks were at the beginning of the season. I, I give D'Antoni props too, though. Yeah, I think he's a good coach. Not better than Rick Carlisle, but well, no. So yeah, you'd pick Donnie. Yes, and... I would pick Donnie because. You look back at the I, – I wrote, I wrote a piece, hashtag I wrote a piece, this year <laughs> that said that the Mavericks shouldn't make a deal at the deadline. That's how little faith 
I had when I looked back at all the deals that have been done since 2011. I looked back at all the deals and there were more net negative deals than there were just like neutral deals, like <laughs> that equaled on both sides. There were mm. so many negative deals where it was, some of them were like the whole trade for, you know, that ended up, the Mavericks ended up getting Shane Larkin. Like that's, they just wanted to, to get rid of salary. But that ended up being not something that needed to be done anyway. They weren't going to get a free agent. So I count that even as, you know, that's almost a double negative, but I understand why they did it to begin with but then they also missed on Giannis and so it's like (laughs) how many bad decisions can you make in a row and then you know trades and passing on guys and man it just I don't know it didn't look good then this Nerlens trade happens and you're like man like Donnie Nelson knows what he's doing this is it he's got it then if he you know let's say he drafts Frank Frank becomes like a really good player and you're like dang like (laughs) man like Donnie definitely knows what he's doing Donnie got his groove back the other the other okay so that's yeah, that's the for and against for him. Then Mark Cuban. <laughs> I feel like this is what who Mavs would pick. Really? The, the, like the Mavs fans? I think they would, yeah. Because, okay, so for the, so as being hashtag we the media, he is the most interesting thing about the Mavericks every single year. Oh, I would definitely not pick him. He would be the last on my list to go. Dirk, I, love, I love him. Dirk is inherently not an interesting player necessarily because (laughs) one of his biggest strengths is consistency and consistency does not get you publicity necessarily. And I think that's why Dirk has been sort of like a on the back burner superstar in the NBA. Like not a lot of, not not a lot of teams are, you know, looking at, and yeah, you could say LeBron, but LeBron has been inconsistent in the way that he has spoken to the media. And he's also just one of the best players. So Mm. like, you know, Dirk is also not necessarily that outspoken. He's not like a big personality, so he's not super interesting. Rick Carlisle has, says interesting things and makes fun of reporters like us and <laughs> you know does things like that. But Mark Cuban is the guy that brings the Mavericks a national presence that like this year, Mark Cuban was on SportsCenter probably more than the rest of the Mavericks combined <laughs> because yeah. of takes that he made and things like when Mark Cuban said the Mavericks were tanking, that was national news. Yeah. And that probably wouldn't happen if anybody else had said it. If Rick Carlisle had said it, that might might be national news because that's a coach. But I mean, what other owner could be our next president? How about how about this? What other owners do people know their names? No, oh yeah, right. Like what he does and like his love for the local media. You know, he he wants it to be covered. You know, that was his whole issue with ESPN because he yeah. felt like they were just like, <laughs> and like everything he does, he's so ahead of the curve you know as far as you know we're we're one of the what 14 or 17 teams in the new e-league coming up the video yeah, game yeah, league. Yeah. when that when that announcement came i was like there better be a mavericks you know oh and you know for sure i mean there's gonna so like what interesting Cuban thing about and, the e-league team is that the both the la teams were not involved i thought that was very interesting that's kind of weird anyway go ahead but like cuban talks to us you know almost before every home game what owners do, do you know do that master. Yeah, on the Stairmaster. Like, he's so cool. Like, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say like what we talked about, but like, I sent him an email back, I don't know, it was a couple months ago. And I was asking him just like a personal question about something the organization dealing with, whatever. And never thought in a million years he would write back. Yeah. He wrote me like, back in like 30 minutes. And like, and it was super cool. Like, and he was super chill. Like, what owner does that? Yeah. The, okay, the owners that I think fans would know, Jeannie Buss. Michael Jordan, 
Dolan. Yeah, Dolan definitely. <laughs> uh, was it Sarver and Phoenix? Nah, it's pretty outspoken. Uh, oh, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the Clippers guy. Oh, um, Balmer. Balmer, Steve Balmer, because of the memes. <laughs> People know him <laughs> because of the memes. Other than that, like Alexander in Houston, Leslie. No, nobody knows who that is. People would know that. <laughs> Justin Timberlake, what? Yeah, people would be like, "Is Jay Z still the owner of the Nets?" Like, okay, well, the Nets owner, Pro- Prokhorov, yeah, Prokhorov. Mickey Harrison from Miami. Nope, I don't think people know who Mickey Harrison is. Uh, just like I'm thinking, like if I ask my wife, like who is this person? I I do that a lot. Do you do this to your wife? I I ask her like, okay, do you know this player's name? And she'll be like, I've heard you say it before, but other than that, I don't know. Just to like get a gauge on where like normal public is with how famous NBA players are, because sometimes I feel yeah. like I'll be like, "Man, Paul George is blah blah blah," and she'll be like, "Who's Paul George?" I'm like, "How do you not know who Paul George is?" But like, then you don't she's, know. she like will never watch an NBA game unless she's like you know hanging out with me or something. She didn't know who yeah. Kawhi, she didn't know who Kawhi Leonard was. That's another one that was like, "How do you not know who Kawhi Leonard is?" My wife remembers. She remembers Brazilian players. Because well, she's from yeah, Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> so she'll root for Nene and Barbosa and Neto and some of them. Very but well. <laughs> fair show. But then like and she'll she'll also tell me like some of their names. She's like, That's not a real name. That's a nickname. Like that's like, not real. Like Nene. Yeah. And so like but but then she also she's like a girl of oh that player's cute. Oh, he looks cute. So the other night oh, we had a like couple. That's like mean to you. That's just like insulting. Like, <laughs> oh no, no, no. We're we're pretty com- we're like we're you're pretty comfortable as a couple. Like Shakira's on the screen. I'm like, hey, you know, I think she's hot. And so and so like she, but like uh, <laughs> I don't know how comfortable like Kevin- I am with the way this conversation's going right now. <laughs> <laughs> but like Kevin, like Kevin Love was on the TV the other night. She's like, oh, he's cute. Who's that? I was like, then he, That's start- Kevin. Then he starts talking. I was like, that's Kevin Love. So we had another couple here, and I showed him like before picture in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. And then I showed, <laughs> showed like his GQ picture now, and they're like, what on earth? Chubby Kevin. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, but you're not allowed to root for him. So, nah. Have anyway. we talked about the Kevin Love to Dallas? Yeah, we have talked about the Kevin Love to Dallas trade. You know, I've thought about that a few times since you mentioned that. And I know I shot that down pretty instantly, but I don't know if I would shoot it down that much. No, I've tried to process it a little bit more. It's hard because like, we're not sure long term if Harrison Barnes is going to be the four, like the the full time four, or if that was just the thing that had to happen this year because there was another another option. I would love to like, but with Dirk coming, you know, coming back, obviously Dirk's there. But a Nerlens Kevin Love Harrison Barnes front line would be really intriguing to me. Yes, I would now, like that. Now you got to have good guards to make that happen. You know, because you can't have, yeah. you know, but yeah, that's interesting. So there you go. There's five burning questions. Tweet us all the answers to them. Who would, I think the most interesting one was who would you get rid of between Cuban, Donnie, and Carlisle? Because a lot of people throw them together and just make them like the, you know, the trio of decision makers in the Mavericks organization. And I, I would pick Carlisle. Really? Yeah, not that. I, I know the question is for you, but my two cents out. Yeah, I would pick Rick in that all situation. Right. Well, we can keep going longer because people like it when we go longer. So, you would pick Rick Carlisle. I I feel like the drop off between finding another, the drop off if you put all three of them up here, 
Like I don't I don't think there'd be another owner that close to Cuban for me. I don't think another I like I like what Donnie I like his mindsets. Like with the whole Greek Greek freak thing, like the whole talk was like Donnie loved him. And Donnie yeah, wanted that's, him. that's true. But like Cuban was like, no, 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 no. And but yeah, I think I don't know, it just feels like in today's game, I mean crap, like Talu took you know Cleveland. It just feels like some of these Brad Stevens just came Mike from Brown. Butler, Mike Brown just you know? went undefeated in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like so like what what what's going on with that as far as I don't know. This I was think also I, the, this is also the first first year that a coach wasn't fired during the during the season. So weird to me. First one in a long time. It's not the first one ever, but first one in like over a decade. I, and I will say this, Rick from a media standpoint. Rick is a genius. He is a wizard. He's great coaching, you know, what blah blah blah. At his job. <laughs> but I see other coaches and you know, we've talked to a couple other coaches when coaches come to town, and I'm like, man, y'all are fun to be around. <laughs> Rick is not. No. So like, <laughs> like yeah. Fizdale, man, that. like you're so cool of a dude. I would love to talk to you every day at practice. Or like even Doc Rivers was like cool. Like these people, I'm like, man, you know, like, Isaac, would be cool. I would tell you what I'm doing for Thanksgiving weekend. I just smoked a cotton. Uh, yeah, after the, the the final, it was one of the final home games uh, when the Denver Nuggets came in, there was a reporter that stopped me and was like, hey, did you get the audio from Tony Romo? And I was like, yeah, I did. And so I, I sent it to him and he was like, do you want the, the you know audio from Mike Malone? And I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> kind of like, <laughs> like, what am I going to do with this? But I've sort of made a friend here. So <laughs> I, yeah. uh, I took it from him and I listened to it on the way home and I was like, He's like joking around with these guys and laughing with them and, and you know, speculating about things and t- like being open and candid. And I was like, yeah. man, it's sort of like grass is greener on the other side. And then I saw Jok- like- then I saw Jokic walk by and I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> he would be fun. Have you ever set have you ever set on a story? Like you had a story and you wanted to write about it, but you couldn't because of like ethical stuff? Oh. Because uh... I had one this season this year, but obviously I'm not going to talk about it, but now you're making it me was, feel bad. No, I don't have anything like that. No, well, I mean, it's, it's not like it's something I like tried to seek out. It was just something that happened. And then it was like, Oh crap. Like, and it, it would have been, I thought McMahon was going to like tell the story and because it's right up his alley and it would yeah. brought a lot, a lot of news, but he didn't. And then I found out why he didn't. And then it was like a whole back and forth, but we can talk about it off the podcast because I was advised from some Maverick people not to, to tell it. Interesting. But I'm sorry to do that to listeners. I hate that. I hate when people do so that. You've but become that guy. I don't know. I thought that yeah. you were that guy I, now. I thought we were going to have some type of like story that we could play off of it and go somewhere else with it. But nope. I anyway. Anything. All right. So play draft. Guess prospect. not as good for reporters. You. I was literally just standing in this play in like the away team locker room and like, I wasn't even doing anything. I was waiting to talk to somebody. So I, I wouldn't even, I didn't even do anything. Was to... it the Cavs game? No, because no. if Mavericks fans, we also talked, we talked about this on the seeing stars podcast today. It like who are, or no, it was the, it was, yeah, we talked about it before, but who are Mavs fans rooting for in this playoffs or in this mm. finals? And uh, a lot of people said Cavs. And if you want to know something about the Cavs, after the Mavericks beat the Cavs this year, we walked into the Cavs locker room and Kyrie Irving walked by me to my left and he said, 
like this team won the damn Super Bowl and just like walked by. <laughs> and I was like, he said something else. I think that's too, that dirty. Call. Like that's just man. <laughs> he said it right where we could all hear it, and that was uh, that was insulting. But <laughs> for the that team. was when we talked to LeBron. I talked to LeBron about Dirk, but he was talking to us in his his shirt off, eating like a plate of food. And that was like one of Corver's like first games for Cleveland. Yeah. And somebody asked him, so why, why did you think about Corver's lack of minutes? And he literally looks at the stat sheet and is like, he played 30 minutes. What game were you watching? And I was like, oh, crap. There have been some bad questions in the finals. Yeah. Like that one about, like that one about is this a must-win game? Oh, my gosh. Is this homestand a must-win homestand? And I was like, <laughs> oh, man, that just inspires me to like – if that guy can make it yeah nick you can, you can <laughs> I was make not, it i was not going that way with it but now i feel better about it so <laughs> all right there you go there's our there's the five burning questions tweet us who would you if you had to get rid of one cuban carlisle donnie and uh let us know if you have any more answers to these questions definitely tweet it to us i oh wait before we go dang it i, I, I thought we were done i have Ooh. a i have a sodom shame uh, oh you do we've been doing this yeah the last couple podcasts where uh if you find the worst trades or the worst free agency plans that people have come up with on the internet, you just look at somebody's trade and be like, wow, really, man? Like, really? That's where you went with that? <laughs> Send it to <laughs> us with the hashtag Satnam Shame, like Satnam Singh, because Satnam will be ashamed of all of these. This is one I got today. Uh, biggest offseason free agency <laughs> priority for the Mavs. And then in all caps, sign Jason the Jet Terry. <laughs> What? That's the biggest priority. That's the biggest. That's the biggest off-season priority. <laughs> nope, not gonna. Happen, um, so. I'll pass on that. Yeah, nope. And then uh, another one was from also from Facebook a guy Melik Galley that said we should build a great team and then try to sign LeBron. Get off the internet. <laughs> yeah, just I'm done. I'm ending the podcast with that. We should build a great team and then try to sign LeBron. Hmm. Oh, man. I'll tweet those out. Guys, thanks so much for listening. If you can, follow us. Actually, you can. I know you can. I believe in you. Follow us at Nick Van Exit, <laughs> at Isaac Harris NBA. Isaac with two A's. Rate and review this podcast. It really helps us out in the ratings. We want to be the best podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. There's a, a lot more reviews for the Warriors right now, and that's not cool. Leave us five stars. <laughs> thanks, guys. Peace out. Boom. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17